Let's deal with inheritance this morning. Father, thank you for a fresh anointing upon your servant. Anoint these lips of clay. Bless your people in Jesus' name. Social distance, high five, elbow. Say something that will, that's in your language that you understand that you are, this is Heritage Day. Give a shout, give a scream. If you can't say siabonga or something, say something that makes you look and sound like a bit of an African. Amen. Because we are Africans. Glory. Hallelujah. Do it one more time there, my daughter. Amen and amen. A secure heritage. Psalms 16, 5 to 6. You going to want to run to God after this one. I'm telling you. The most important sermon I've ever preached this morning. Oh Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance. And my cup, you maintain my lot. Verse 6 says, The lions, come on, read with me. This is for you. The lions... Have fallen to me in pleasant places. Yes, I have a, a good inheritance. We're celebrating Heritage Week and Day this, this past Friday. And while we're celebrating your heritage as an African and whatever nation, I want us to focus on the kingdom of God and understanding the importance of your inheritance in the kingdom of God. The New Living Translation says, Lord, you alone are my inheritance, my cup of blessing. You guard all that is mine. God's going to protect that which is blessing you within the season. The land you've given me is a pleasant land. What a wonderful inheritance. That's the New Living Translation. The Amplified, if you can put it in the Amplified for me and everyone else. It says, the Lord is my chosen and assigned portion, my cup. You hold and maintain my lot. When you're dealing with an inheritance that must be shared, my dad, when he laid out from his house and what he had with all the eight children's, Everybody got their 10 rand. That was my lot. It was assigned. My portion was assigned. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Yes, I have a good heritage. Psalms 37 verse 29. The righteous. Is there anybody righteous in this house? Your, your hands are going to go up and then both hands are going to go up. I am telling you. The righteous shall what? Inherit the land and dwell in it how? Forever. How is it possible when we're speaking about heritage that you can dwell in the land forever? This is the way God does it. He is a generational God. So what he starts in one generation, he's going to pass it on to your children and your children's children. And that's how we dwell in the land forever. Come on, read one more time with me. The righteous shall what? Inherit, not work for the land. 
It's the stuff you receive from the Lord. It's the stuff that God gives you because you follow after God. What is a heritage? It's the, the traditions, the achievements, the beliefs that are part of the history of a group or a nation. Simplified. That's what it really is. It's passing down beliefs. And I please need you to pay attention this morning because if you're ever going to receive what God has got for you, your belief system must be right. I'll prove to you in Scripture. Because when you receive from God, you must pass down your inheritance for a good man leaves an inheritance to who? His children's children. So if I'm going to leave anything to my children, I can't just leave them my idea or the campus or whatever I build for the kingdom of God. I can't just give them a business, Quentin. I've got to give them the belief of how I got it. I'm going to preach here. I'm going to have to pass down what I believe because the question is that, how did you get it? Now, if you stole it, then your child's going to have to inherit what you stole. And you have to teach them how to be a better thief than you. <laughs> Say, that's not me. <laughs> the reason why God trains you up in His Word, that when He gives you what He gives you, you not only pass down your inheritance, you pass down the heritage which includes their belief system. Tell your neighbor, take notes. Don't sit. Just let them know that a, a, a blunt pencil is better than a sharp memory. So when you're dealing with your, an inheritance, it is the estate or possession which may descend to an heir. It's something that can be passed down from one generation to the next. When I receive my inheritance... I can only receive an inheritance if I am part of that heritage or part of that family and its belief systems. So you cannot receive anything from the kingdom of God if you're not a son of God. How can you see the kingdom unless you be born again? And when you come into the kingdom of God, unless you begin to get your identity straight, you cannot get what God has got for you and your family. That's the reason why we can separate wilderness people versus promised land people because wilderness people are looking for jobs. Every day they get up to go and gather. I just want a job and please, I will gladly pray for you and I will even take you to the book of Job for a job and we'll, you'll get you one because God can. That's not where we're at. The water flowing from this conference is dealing with promised land people. If you are the promised land people, there should be a shout in this house. I'm going to wait for you. Because when God brings them into the promised land, there were people in the promised land that did not serve God, was not interested in the God, and in their God. And God says, I'm like, it's, the earth is whose? The earth is the Lord's. He can give whoever he wants to, to, to whomever. It's his. He, is, he, is, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. So he can bless whoever because it's his. It's not yours. Not even the air that you breathe. 
The, it belongs to your father in heaven. Come on. I need this church to wake up this morning. I need the sons and daughters to understand this is your inheritance. This is the earth that belongs to our father. And you must come in as the harvesting generation. So wilderness people, they could claim nothing. But the day they stepped into the promised land, the lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. And I have a secure heritage. Psalms 105 verse 43. Come read with me this morning. He brought out his people with joy. His chosen ones with gladness. He gave them. Did they work for it? No. What did he do? He gave them the lands of the Gentiles. The people that are not interested in the kingdom. Because it's our father's earth. So somebody could be living in your house right now. It's just that they're waiting for you to wake up to find out who you, do you know who you really are. So they're having a party in that house until you wake up and say, actually, I'm a son of God. I'm actually an heir of the kingdom. And I'm going to go to my house. I'm going to claim my house. I'm going to put out every robber and every thief. We're not going to have this as a prostitute house. This is my house. We clean out the house. We renovate it. Come on, somebody. This is where God's going to give his people. He gave them. I want you to see how generous this father of yours is in heaven. I want you to see how amazing he is. I mean, I walked away with this word. I'm thinking, my God, what a mighty God we serve. So generous. Wow. You are not supposed to be working for anything. You should not be making one payment or work. I'm to, listen to what I'm saying. I didn't say don't pay your stuff. I'm saying you should not be making working to pay off those things. Not kingdom. It's not the kingdom. For you to be working for a car is not the kingdom. For you to be working for a house is not the kingdom. Your poverty mentality is the problem because you always think money. When you come into the kingdom, we only give, God only gives ideas. Because the ideas are connected to your inheritance. And when you get the idea right, you're going to dance like everybody's dancing. You're going to get it like everybody else is getting it. You're going to go beyond trying to just get to church and have a tick in the box. You're going to say, no, no, no. I have my inheritance. Listen how powerful this gets. He not only gives them lands. He says he gave them the lands of the Gentiles. And what? They inherited what? God will give the sinner the task of gathering to give to the righteous. Now, I need somebody in this house to believe that. Clap your hands as you believe that. No, just clap a little louder and shout like, Father, help me believe this. For anybody that doesn't want to serve God, go work, man. Go work hard. And then you're going to hand over what you've worked for to the righteous. Because God gives them the task of gathering. And part of your inheritance is even other people's labor. Let me tell you what's happening right now. Somebody is sitting and designing exactly what's in your heart. 
the house like you like it with the windows like you like it like the cars that you need that the way you want it god is giving somebody who is so skilled in architecture he's giving he's putting that thing but he looked into your heart on a sunday morning in the service and he says i know what the shearer likes and what she likes you don't want to serve me i'll put it in your heart to do now build it and sweat and pay for it and when she's ready we're going to put the right in that house. Is there any believer in this house? I feel the anointing. Are you going to have to do better than that? You need to rejoice this morning. Come on, just take a, a praise break. I just feel that God's going to do something for Sharon this morning. God's going to do something for a single girl that doesn't think that she's got anything. Woo! 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 Jesus. Whoa. Something's dropped. Someone's going to get a blessing. The world will tell you it takes four generations to shift wealth. God's going to do it in one month over somebody's life because there are believers in this place. God just needs somebody to believe that what he promised in his word, he can deliver. Come on, God is doing it already. He's not going to do it. It's happening already for the sons and daughters. Give a good shout and an amen in this church. He's making them sweat. Because they wouldn't come to church on a Sunday. He'll make them work hard for your stuff. And then they will just say, well, God says, now get out of the way. And get out of the house. Otherwise, we kill you. Because you built exactly what they wanted. Sharon, you're getting yours. Kalita, you're getting yours. No, I need somebody to begin to believe. Go with me to Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1. It says, Now the Lord said to Abram, to Abram, get out of your country. What is he saying? Get out from your culture. Get out from your heritage. Get out from, from whatever your father's left for you. From your family. That's your deep culture. This is your heritage. And from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. You need to understand how awesome this God is of ours. He's a family man. And God is concerned about families. And God, being a family man, a good man, leaves an inheritance for his children's children. So he goes and he creates the whole earth. Now he's got no children. He's got no, he's got no heritage to pass down. He's got no family. The family was set up with Adam. The family got lost. Adam gave it up. He gave up the whole inheritance. He's got to, of course, we saw it through Jesus Christ. But in the process of all of this, we get the benefit of looking at the Old Testament and looking what God does with one man. Listen to what he says. I will make you a great nation. What's God looking for? He's looking for his family. He's looking to restore his family. Why? Because the earth is his. I will bless you and make your name great. 
and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. Don't you touch my family. Because I will not curse you. But God says, I will curse him who touches your family. You're messing with the wrong family when you start to curse the people of God. Don't touch God's anointed. I'm speaking to you. Don't you put your mouth to God's anointed because it's the only place that it's God's family. Don't you mess with it. I will curse him who curses you and in you all the families. God's a family man. All the families of the earth shall be blessed. Don't let them touch your children. You know how you respond as a parent, right? You come into your inheritance. God says, I'm now going to create my own family because of what Adam did. And I'm going to put the blessing on Abraham, on Isaac, on Jacob. Jacob blesses his son, puts the coat of many colors on his son, Joseph. Joseph is sold into slavery. He becomes the seed into the womb of Egypt. Egypt is your surrogate mother. She's going to carry the seed of God's family. They stay there 400 years and they're growing even as they get put under hard labor. God's family is still growing in the womb. By the time that God raises up a deliverer, Moses, he prepares him in the wilderness. He puts the authority on Moses. He authorizes Moses to go and fetch his family. He says, go and fetch them all. My baby is ready. Tell them they need to get out of that womb because I told Abraham I'm going to bring him into a piece of land. The best land. And please don't come with your little house because there's a giant in that land and no giant sleeps in little Pandoki. Exodus chapter 6 verse 1. Now pick up the story. So God is having this conversation with Moses. Listen to it. Then the Lord said to Moses, Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand, he will let them go. You never got saved, man, to go and die in the wilderness. And to remain in bondage. And remain in poverty. He says, For with a strong hand, he will let them go. And with a strong hand, he will drive them out of his land. And God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord. This is, my, this is my family. I appear to who? Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty. But my name, Lord, was not known to them. What is Lord? Owner. They don't know me as owner of everything. From today, you're going to know God as the owner of everything. I've also established my covenant with them to give them what? The land of Canaan. Canaan was where God had established a voluptuous land. A place of no sweat. A place of no toil. The land of their pilgrimage. Ooh, that word's important. In which they were strangers. And I have also heard the groaning of the children of Israel whom the Egyptians keep in bondage. You think the devil's going to let you go? Even because you came to a church service? You're going to have to know who you are. I have remembered my covenant. The covenant wasn't made to you. The covenant was made to Abraham. 
Therefore say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I don't know why you keep looking for a job. That's for somebody today. You keep looking for a little bit of, like 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 you walking through dirt bins and scrambling for a little deal and fighting with everybody else when there's an inheritance. I will rescue you from their bondage and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm with great judgments. I will deal with the enemy. I will take you as my people. I mean, the earth is the Lord's. And I will be of God. I want to be a God to you. I want to be your father. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God who brings you out from the burdens of the Egyptians. And I will bring you into the land which I swore to give to you, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I will give it to you as a what? As a heritage. I am the Lord. (sighs) So, if you don't know your heritage, if you don't know that you are the seed of Abraham, if you don't know what Christ done and how he became a curse, that the blessing of Abraham will come upon you. When you're studying the book of Ruth, you begin to understand that Boaz being Christ can deal with Israel, who is Naomi, and deal with the church, which is Ruth. And that's how we come together to receive our inheritance. That's for another day. But you need to understand who you are because there are people that there's an inheritance with your name on it. But because you don't know who you are and what belongs to you, you can't claim anything. You'll die in bondage, not knowing and understanding what it is and what belongs to you. So it says in Isaiah 51 verse 3, listen to me, you who follow after righteousness, you who seek the Lord, look to the rock from which you were hewn. That means go back to your history, go back to your heritage, go and study where you come from, find out how God started this family. Find out about the belief system. Find out how it works in the kingdom of God. Listen to me, you who follow after righteousness, you who seek the Lord, look to the rock from which you were hewn and to the hole of the pit from which you were dug. Look to Abraham, your father. That means you have a heritage. And to Sarah, who bore you. That's your family heritage. That's the foundation of your faith. For I called him alone and I blessed him and increased him. So he's telling us what to do. So, God begins to speak to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, deals with Joseph, then Moses. Moses, this is the reason why. Bring them out because I made a promise and I swore to Abraham this is what's going to happen. So, he brings him into the promised land oh, and 40, 40 years in the wilderness, the disobedient remain. They're having church every Sunday, but they're not possessing anything. Look at your neighbor and say, let it not be so amongst us. Joshua, after 40 years, says, I'm going in. I need somebody to shout a good shout this morning. Say, I am going in. Listen to what happens to Joshua. So God has got to give, speak to Moses. Now, remember, remember the earth is the Lord's. But he's got to authorize somebody in the earth. So he authorizes Moses. And he tells Moses what the end game is. Moses doesn't obey God completely. Now God says, I'm going to raise up someone else, a Joshua. And so the Lord 
give me Joshua chapter 1, please. Read the first six verses with me and see the promised land. If, if, this is what I did yesterday. Go and search in the Bible. Just put in the word, in any of your, your, your Bibles, put in the word inheritance. Go and search for the word heritage. I am astounded. Everything about the promised land was about demarcation of lands. Oh, okay, this family belongs here. Oh, no, okay, so Ronaldo and his family must get the billion here because they're busy with this thing over here. Okay, let me preach for someone else. It's, it's all about your inheritance. Please pay attention because this is not about a church service. This is about the earth being the Lord's and God saying there are people in places that don't want to serve me, that's sitting in places. It actually belongs to the kingdom of God. And when you go there, you make it kingdom territory and we can bless you and take care of you. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan. You, don't, don't, don't go alone into the promised land. Pastor Max, not only for you. You're going to take Gary and Liesl with you. And when Gary and Liesl gets theirs, we're going to fetch Kalita as well. Because no one goes into the promised land by themselves. Come on, I need to lift up your family surname right now and begin to call out your family name and say, Lord, we belong in the promised land, not just me. Come on, somebody. And I'm going to prove you in scripture to you in scripture. He says, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all these people. Say all of us. To the land which I'm giving to them, the children of Israel, because I'm a good father. And I'm going to give you lands. And I'm going to set you up in such a way, you're not going to ever have to work for it ever again in your life. Because he died, he became poor so that you can walk in that richness. Then he says, every place of the sole of, your, that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you already. It's done. It's mine. I can give it to him ever I want to. As I said to Moses. It says, here's the demarcation from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river to the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites. Look, the enemies have built already campuses and they built townhouses and they put a whole lot of things together already but your name is it's actually uh, look it doesn't matter who's living in the house it matters who has the title deed is there any son in this house knowing that they have the title deed when i have the title deed i can put you out This is good preaching this morning, I'm telling you. He says, now let me tell you now already, there's, there's enemies there, there's, there's some ites around, the Hittites and, uh, you know, the Jebusites, the Hivites. He says, and to the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, he says, here's your territory. Now, you don't have to work for it. I'm giving it to you. This is mine, and I can give it. And if I have to kill somebody, I'll do it. But I'll get them out of the way because it's yours. Only for believers. I believe there are believers in this house. 
No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was as Moses, so I'll be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Verse 6 says, read with me. Be strong and of good courage. For to, not you Joshua, not you Apostle Max. It's for this people. Online, come on, they don't, they don't believe me here. But I'm sure you believe me online. Because if you believe, stand to your feet and give a good shout. Because I want you to believe that this is for you. You may be seated. Be strong and of good courage for to this people. I'm standing here and the Lord saying, Son, you are in the promised land. This is not about you. He says it's to, for this people. Come on, that's a righteous leader. Because when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. This is not no political party that's trying to find comrades. This is kingdom business. That if there's a matured son in our midst, we can give you your stuff and say, go fetch yours. You're not going to get it outside of the church though. Out of under submission, being under authority. Everybody that was under Joshua's authority, he could say, that is the Fisher family. That is the Flank family. That's the Mixon family. He knew about them. Because they were submitted. They were, he authorized them to go. So he says, be strong and of good courage for to this people you shall divide. What? As an inheritance. The land which I swore to their fathers to them. It's not even about them. I made a promise to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Because I'm a good father. And I've given out what they need. This is good preaching, I'm telling you man. This is good preaching right here. This is good preaching. Let me just go past this because I want to get into something else to understand the generational God. Pick up Numbers chapter 32. Let me tell you about the urgency. When they were dealing with, <coughs> their conversation was not even about the war. Not even about the fight in an enemy. Joshua expected to win every fight. When he, walked, when he stepped on the territory, God came through for them. The only time they lost the battle is because somebody in their midst never tithed. Read your scripture. God says the first one is mine. Put it in the house. And they lost the battle because they wouldn't honor God. And God will not deal with dishonorable people. He says stone him, get him out. Because in the promised land, God wants to see territory taken. And anybody doesn't honor God, how are you going to get the victory outside of God? So every place they went, every place where the sole of their feet tread, God gave it to them. But they honored God. To a place right at the end. I mean, you're looking at the book of Numbers. That's all Joshua did. While the enemy was in that land, then Joshua would say, um, Can Tyrant please stand up? Where are you, Tyrant? That piece of land. I know there's enemy in there, but that belongs to you. <laughs> There's a family claiming that land right now. Come on, somebody. I, I want you to understand that. Now, please hear me. Don't be carnal. I'm not talking about just physical land. It could include physical land. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about even taking a media company and making it yours. When I send you into the political arena, 
you know you're going to have victory. Why? Because that is territory. When I send you to the education sector, that's territory. You build campuses, you train up people, and you make it your own. Come on, somebody. When I send you into running diesel, you're going to run diesel from there until there, and they're going to pay you. Now listen to the idea. Listen, listen, listen. When you get in on the territory, you're never going to work for the house. You're going to build houses. Come on, you're going to possess houses you never built with all good things in it. Why? Because when I'm busy with my kingdom assignment and I have the idea right, the house is thrown in. Forget not all these benefits. There's a benefits package of being part of the kingdom of God. Someone's going to shout a hallelujah in this house. It's not just healing. It's all the possessions. So you're walking in the street and there's a hundred rand note and another 50 rand note. Which one are you going to pick up? You're going to pick up both. Healing is there for you and all the possessions are there for you. It's your inheritance. When you're walking with the blessing. Here's the instruction with Joshua then. If you've seen one company come through, let me tell you now, I've seen in the last five weeks, at least four, step into a place they've never seen before. And God just blow things wide open. In the last five weeks, at least four. Here's the deal. Read with me, please. We will not return to our own homes until everyone of the children of Israel has received their inheritance. There is not anybody excluded from the house of God because when you get born again and there's somebody matured enough to handle the father's estate, there is not one person that is excluded from the plan of God. I need the children of Israel. Let all the slaves remain sitting. Let all the babies sit. But let the sons of God stand and give a good shout unto heaven. One more time, you may be seated. If you never went to gym, this is your gym session. Amen. Amen. I want you to think about this inheritance. God is a generational God. And He is, he is concerned about securing the next generation in faith. The way, that God, the way God secures faith through generations is that he secures one family with their inheritance. Because my children look at me and say, okay, so I can see what God did for you, Dad. I tell you why children won't follow the parents. Because you come to church every Sunday. No, not you, the one behind you. And you never get your breakthrough. You never claim your inheritance. You never think about your inheritance. You don't think about getting your own as well. They don't see the power of God. You die in the wilderness and you're asking the children to follow you. They say, for what? Why should I follow you? You don't serve God the way you should. 
You don't follow your inheritance. Go and receive yours. Those people died in the wilderness. Some got rebellious and died in the wilderness and never received their inheritance. When you understand inheritances, they get, that they are passed from one generation to the next, you will find how God works in the earth. This is what you're dealing with this morning. It's not an act of God. It's the ways of God. And Moses knew the ways of God. If you get this this morning, your life will change forever. And what God did for me, He's going to do for you. This is not even about Brian Miller. God blessing him and him speaking and jumping up and down and doing cartwheels. It's about every family under the sound of my voice. I said it's for every family under the sound of my voice. William, do you believe me, son? Then I can work with you. You will place the blessing on one family and then raise up the children to believe God and then to pass down that blessing because he's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Why did he choose Abraham? Genesis 18 verse 17. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I'm doing? May the Lord not hide from you what he's doing in the earth right now. Because I'm telling you it's phenomenal. Since Abraham shall surely become a, a great and mighty nation. And all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Because I've authorized him. For I've, com- I've known him in order that he may command his children and his household after him. That means when I bless him and he begins to tithe, he'll bring the children alongside and said, now let me tell you where the blessing came from. Let me show you what tithing is all about. Let me tell you why I'm taking leave this week because I'm going to go and sit under the word of God and I'm going to go and develop. I'm putting my monies aside. Let your children see it. For anybody who doesn't let their children see it, God can trust you with inheritance because when you die, what's going to happen to them? What are they going to know how you got it? It's the same reason why somebody who's been involved in crooked business or trying to do it his own way, like I, would, I did. I did I, not crooked because I, I was bang, man. I was bang for the cops, of just like I was just bang for others. I was gambling and doing all sorts of other stuff. And my children saw me gambling faithfully on a Saturday. At the horses, and then Saturday night, and, and, and. They slept at, at, at the casinos before I got saved. They witnessed and watched what I did with my money. They watched how I didn't serve God. There is no way God could have ever given me an inheritance. Because what would I pass down to them? What can I teach them? He says, the reason why I've chosen Abraham, he's going to teach his children. He's going to bring them together and say, this is why we tithe. And this is why we go to church. And not, achan kertu, and drop the children off. One day when they're old enough, they can drive and say, we're not going to church like you don't go to church. In order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they keep the way of the Lord. To do righteousness and justice. 
that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. The reason why God can't deliver to people what he has pr- promised is because they are not secured as sons and daughters in the house. They don't take any notes. They're not willing to learn. They don't make sacrifices for developing them. How are you going to then pass that down to your children? Huh? Heritage is a person's unique, inherited sense of family identity. The values, the traditions, the culture, and artifacts handed down by previous generations. Mom and dad, what are you handing down to your children? Oh, but they're not serving the Lord and they don't want to go. You go. Because there's days when they're struggling and the enemy is attacking our seed and he's coming after our children. I just stay faithful to God. Because in the end, when you train up a child in the way they should go, When they're old, they won't depart from it. This is what I want you to hear this morning. Please write this out. Put this in a tweet somewhere. We absorb what we observe. Everybody, you absorb what you observe. It's not the teaching, they're watching our lives. And when your inheritance is secured and you know how you got it and you know that you can go home today after that contract. I mean, something happened in service last week. I'm preaching on contracts, contracts. A woman gets up from here, says, I've got this contract in my hand. I preached this on Sunday morning. She comes up to me. She says, here's the contract in my hand. I said, when you come when I was preaching? Because the God, says, the God said, this contract will be signed. I said, I said, so much? She says, I'm busy with this thing. I don't know where it should be going to. I said, I know where. I say, bring me this other leader. Uh, let me introduce you to this guy. This and, and, and. And I'll go to the lawyers and secure everything because this week it will be done. And it's done. God raised him up because he knew Abraham will teach his children, man. When you come here and I correct you, be okay with it. Because when you, the blessing comes, what are you going to do with it? So God blesses you and increases you. You don't know how to handle the blessing. And you can't even tell me how you got it. Because when it's done with that blessing, where's the next one going to come from? Now you must come back to church. When God blesses you, you must know where it came from and how it came. Shout, I'm blessed. Your children absorb as they observe you, mom. So I want to just announce it one more time. I'm going to see you at the Watergate this week. I'm going to see every one of you going to advertise and market. And don't just go through it. I, we are as one. Can you market this thing for me? Can you help us in this house? Can we make this conference a successful one? If you're not a part of the church, no problem. I'm talking to sons and daughters that will clap and agree with me this morning. See you at the Watergate. Look at your neighbor and say, see you at the Watergate. What are you busy doing? You're claiming your inheritance. You're finding out what is yours. Because when you get it, you're not going to look for employment. You will be employing people. Isaiah 58, 14. This is what you want to do. Then... As we fast and pray this week, starting on Monday for three days, we're fasting and praying. 
Isaiah 58, 14. If you can put that up for me, it'll be great. This is part of the fasting. Then you shall delight yourself in the Lord. And the Lord says, I will cause you to ride on the high hills of the earth. And feed you with the heritage of Jacob your father. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. Father, I'm praying this morning. Let me tell you what I'm praying for. The orphan spirit has been the derailing of many destinies. An orphan, biblical terms, is not one who hasn't got a mother and a father. It's one who doesn't have a father. Who are you submitted to? Which church are you submitted to? When I call you, Caroline walked in your last week, she says, my father is. Can you, do you know who's your father? Can you call him out? At least I got one. Can, so, can you, can, when somebody asks you, can you say, that's my father? If not, you're an orphan. And orphans don't receive inheritances. Only sons. And now your submission challenges and that swear word for you called authorized is now sitting on your lap and you're going to have to deal with it. Because you don't submit to anybody. Nobody authorizes you to demarcate your land and say that portion is yours. I promise you this. You served me long enough in this house. Not me, I'm talking about the vision. You served long enough in the area. The day's coming, I'll be able to tell you, that's your portion. It's happening already. And I'm not trying to tell you that I'm boasting on my gift. It's the way God raised me. I am a Joshua. I've been raised up for the people. I am your, I'm yours. I am yours. So that you can know, I belong here. This is what belongs to me. And when you go, we all celebrate you. Because you a son and daughter in the house of God. Now clap your hands as you believe what I'm saying to you. A man of God said, deliverance from demons without also receiving a revelation of sonship that destroys the slave and orphan mentality, including discipleship, to walk out that revelation and to see it manifested is an exercise in futility and actually potentially dangerous. As Jesus said, the demon will come back with seven demons more wicked. And the person's last state will be far worse than the first. Living in the revelation of sonship, our true identity in Christ, is critical to walking in freedom. God didn't renovate Adam. No. He sent a last Adam to be the federal head of a new creation, giving us the power and right to become sons of God in him. True freedom and emancipation comes from the revelation of our true identity in Christ. Once an oppressive, harassing spirit is dislodged, he cannot come back to a true son walking in his new covenant position of sonship and inheritance. A big shout and an amen from this church. Romans 8.15, I'm almost done. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cried, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, then heirs. If you are a child, then you are an heir of God then there's an inheritance with your name on it. Then somewhere in the files, your name is written in there and it will tell you exactly what your portion is because it's attached to your gift and attached to a tribe and attached to a people because the blessing of the Lord is in this place. 
Colossians 1 verse 9, I'm almost done. For this reason, this is the, your take-home prayer. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard of it, we, we do, not, do not cease to pray for you. Tell your neighbor, I'm not going to stop praying for you. And what am I asking? I'm asking that you be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, fully being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Strengthened with all might according to His glorious power with all, for all patience and long-suffering with joy. Giving thanks, come on, read with me. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us. Look at your neighbor, say, I'm qualified. No, say it like you ate something. Say, I'm qualified. Now say it louder. They're not listening to you. Say it to the one behind you. Shout! Say, I'm qualified. That's a son of God. Who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. You don't work for an inheritance. An inheritance is received. Jesus qualified you so that you can walk and get up and say, my days of looking for a job are over. The days of paying for things are over. I have this in my spirit. Someone's gone looking for a house, and you're going to go looking for a house, but the way God's going to confirm that that is your house, the Lord says, open up the garage. There's a car that you desire to be in that same garage, and you will know that's the Lord. That's a word for somebody this morning. I thought you'd clap for somebody. Ecclesiastes 5.18, and I am really, really done. Here is what I've seen. It is good and fitting for one to eat and drink and to enjoy. Are you enjoying your labor? No, no, be honest. No, no, be honest. Do you hate and dread your boss tomorrow morning? How can that be? How can you as a son of God, when your father owns the earth, how can you be dreading to go to work? It should be a joy. Now you're looking for a girlfriend. No, no, no. God gave Adam work before he gave him wife. Here's what I've seen. It's good and fitting for one to eat and drink and to enjoy the good of all his labor in which he toils under the sun all the days of his life, which God gives to him for it is his heritage. Next verse. For as for every man to whom God has given riches and wealth and given him power to eat of it. Have you ever seen somebody work so hard but they don't enjoy anything they built? Beautiful houses. You can't even go and sit on the couch. Nobody's allowed in that house because you built a little museum. The children can't break anything. Because then you're mad. Do you know how much we work for that period? Chillax. And some of you need to go home and take the plastic off from that couch that you kept on there for the last 10 years. That couches are even outdated. Tell your neighbor, enjoy it, man. The apostle must go, I'm telling you. 
For as for every man to whom God has given riches and wealth, and given him power to eat of it, to receive his heritage, and rejoice in his labor. This is what? Say it again. For you to receive your inheritance, to enjoy it, to go home after you built what you built, and let your family jump in that pool, and then you slaughter a, a, the, you know, the fatted calf, and of course all the neighbors come over, and you're thinking about you know, more meat, you say, don't worry, we'll get another lamb. And so the question is, so, so what's the special occasion? We're special. This is the occasion. Come on, somebody. You keep on keeping your plates for a special occasion. Oh, there's special teas and cups. You are special. Go home today. Go and open up that cupboard. Make yourself some, oh, great tea, whatever it is. Pour it and say, I am special. That religious spirit. Oh, just don't break it. Don't break it. Your whole mind is broken by saying, don't break it. Don't break it. Everything, don't break it. Don't break it. Oh, don't sit there. Don't stand. It's like, what must I do? I can't even have sex in the house. I'm just going to have sex somewhere else. I'm kidding. The service is almost over. It's a gift to enjoy what God blesses you with. I want to speak to Jackie today. Jackie, go and find that house. And... I am telling you now, that's the desire of your heart. Go and walk in there, get it, and enjoy it. And don't apologize for the blessing. I want somebody to stand up this morning and say, I'm not going to apologize for the blessing of the Lord that's upon my life. I feel an anointing to break yokes. Let's have the worship team up. You need to stand this morning with your hands lifted up high and say, Lord, my inheritance. Come on, cry out to God and say, my inheritance. Can I give you something quickly, quickly, quickly? This is really important. It's, I know it's more scripture, but listen. When you go home today, I, I, I still feel I have to speak. Numbers 27 verse 1, you standing. My, the time's, my time's up. I know. I just want you to see this. These people journeyed out of bondage, man. On the journey, Things happened. Dad died. Listen to this family. Then came the daughters, because now they're dividing inheritances, and everybody's shouting, that my, "That's my portion. That's mine. That's mine." Oh no, my family name. We sorted. While everybody gets their cut, the lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. I have a good heritage. They dividing, and Moses is dividing. This is inheritance. Listen to this. Then came the daughters of Zelophehad. The son. Now listen to the family name. Eh? It's not telling you that it's just ah, just family. No, 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 no. These are the daughters of this family. The son of Hepher, the son of Gilead, the son of Micah, the son of Manasseh, from the families of Manasseh. History. Heritage, the son of Joseph. And these were the names of his daughters. Your children's names and your family names. It's important for you to understand this because it's about heritage. The daughters, Mala, Noan, Hoglan, Mikam, Tarza, Mala, Lala. And they stood before Moses, before Eliezer the priest, according to the law. 
and according to the work of righteousness. And before the leaders of all the congregation, by the door of the tabernacle of meeting, nobody comes in by the doorway. You've got to come into your sacrifice. You've got to come in here with an understanding about what this tabernacle looks like. These five girls rock up. Listen to them. Our father died in the wilderness, but he was not in the company of those who, who gathered together against the Lord. He says, my father, we know people died because of the rebellion and the, the earth swallowed them. He says, my father wasn't a part of that rebellion against the church. You be careful. You put your mouth to the church. Your inheritance gets cancelled. Our father died in the wilderness, but he was not in the company of those who gathered together against the Lord. In company with Korah. You watch who you're associating yourself with. That's robbing you from your inheritance. But he died in his own sin and he did not, and he had no sons. So according to the law, why should the name of our father be removed? When there's no inheritance, the name of your father's removed. Your family legacy is gone. Somebody must secure their legacy in a generation. Your inheritance. Why should the name of our father be removed from among his family? Because he had no son. Just because we got no brother. Just because we have no father. I'm speaking to every single woman in this place. That the devil's telling you it's not for you. Why should the name of our father be removed from among his family? He had no son. He says, give us a possession among our father's brothers. So Moses says, but we got no law. Let me go and speak to God, the owner, the Lord, the one who owns everything. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, the daughters of Zelophehad speak what is right. You shall surely give them a possession of inheritance among their father's brothers and cause the inheritance of their father to be passed to them. I am speaking to somebody that your father and your mother never came in, but they prayed for you. They prayed for your children. I'm praying for every woman that knows somewhere in your lineage, my family prayed for me. My mother prayed for me. My God, hear me today. We had rental for so many years and I struggled as a pastor. And I went before the Lord and I said, now I want to remind you that my family had land. My grandfather in his drunken state and his messed up life got my mother to sign on a document she did not understand. And she gave all our land away. Now I'm coming as the righteousness of God. And I'm making a claim in the heavenlies. And I'm telling you, based upon that what had happened. And my position in Christ. I have a place in the earth somewhere here for this church. I'm done of paying rentals. I need my own land. I want it. And I want it now. I need something to shout in this church. Hear me today. I had a man of God come here and he prayed for me. I think it was Kure. It could have been Apostle George. Laid his hands on me and prayed for this campus. As he was praying, he turned. He says, no man. He says, you earth, you've got ears. 
Did you hear that the Bible says the earth is groaning? He says, whatever this man's assignment is, you must give it up. Because the earth is going to stand before the Lord one day and speak about what you didn't do for me. Because the earth, if it's alive and groaning, surely all the diamonds, the gold, the gas, the oil, that's in the earth. I am announcing that in the heavenlies in this next season. The earth is going to give up your house. It's going to give up your provisions. It's going to give up the blessing. This is the week of increase. Come on, somebody. Now give a good shout and an amen. All right. Every head bowed and eye closed. If you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, if you're not born again, how would you ever receive an inheritance? Not just for your sins to be forgiven, not just for eternity, but to fulfill the pur- your purpose in the earth. How? You must be born again. Otherwise, you cannot see what I'm even talking about. If once you were born again, if you're not born again, or once you were, now you're backslidden. Today's the day of salvation. God's calling you back to His house. If you are prodigal, come back to the Father's house. If that's anybody this morning, just pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner. And I believe in my heart you died on the cross for a sinner like me. I ask you to come into my heart. Give me a brand new start. Let me live for you. From this day forward, I open up my life. I open up my heart. Come live large in me. I am yours. You are mine. From today, I'm born again. I belong to you. I belong to the family of God. I have an inheritance with my name on it. And I receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. And I mean, clap your hands this morning for anybody that has. Be seated for one minute. Let's receive an offering. This is the week we sit under the water gate. You don't belong to a church because you attend there. You belong to a church because you tithe there. The benefits of a house, any house, can never be stolen or borrowed. You can't borrow this anointing. You can't steal it either. Your heart must be committed to the house. Jesus said, wherever your treasures are, that's where your heart will be. I'll know exactly where your heart is this week if you don't attend the conference. Many people can spend years in a church and never be transformed. It's because they've never invested their heart in a place. Your commitment in the kingdom can be measured by two things. Your service and your giving. Your money shows you exactly where your heart is. One is your money and two is your calendar. When I say I'm cleaning up my calendar because I am busy with a project and on Saturday morning I'm putting my monies aside because this is where my heart is. I will see you this week. 
Thursday, Friday, Saturday, with your offering, with a smile on your face, we're going to build this thing for the kingdom of God. And my commitment to you, I'll make sure you get your inheritance. I'm not talking about giving your money back. I'm talking about the thing that belongs to you and your children forever. The thing that will make you smile and your children will serve God because you've got the idea, the God idea. I bless you from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet in your giving. Father, bless your people in Jesus' name. Amen. everybody register online kingdomlife.church for every service online I'm asking you to help us for everybody on social media spread the news far and wide if you're a son in this house we as one this is our conference this is our time this is our inheritance this is our harvest this is our breakthrough and everybody said now say it as one. Say amen. Please register online. Not just for you. Bring people with you. Let's make this the best ever so far. We've got the best speakers. We're going to have a glorious time. And here's the guarantee. Our lives will never be the same again in Jesus' mighty name. I bless you from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. It is a week. We're starting our fast on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. We're fasting and praying for our conference that people come from everywhere and God will reach. This word will go everywhere across the globe. India's been calling in. Different people across the globe. Please, you've got to get online. We've got to get the message out. And we're going to make this the best ever so far. And for those who don't know, Heritage Weekend, we launched our water plant this weekend. I don't know if you have any pictures for me. The water, God woke me up with the, with the name Vasando. Well, it actually wasn't Vasando, it was pouring. But I had to go and put it out in Italian. And the Italian word is Vasando. And every time you drink and you're pouring a drink, you're pouring into change. Somebody's life is being changed because you're getting your water from us. Listen to me. They told me, my, 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 my one pastor says, look, Ben, can we not, be, can we not compete with Randridge Mall because the, it's a little bit more expensive than Randridge Mall. I said, go and get it there, my brother. This is premium water. I asked, what's the pH? He says, what's pH? I said, I am telling you, I'm not giving you any junk. This is, go and fetch your water from the river if you want. 
This is properly processed plant water that is so good. It's called Vasando. And every time you drink of that water, someone else's life is being changed. Can we stand as one this morning? Can you make sure that you get your water from the plant here? Thank you, for, thank you for your enthusiasm. Thank you for your enthusiasm. I'm going to keep on preaching until... So I'm keeping you in service until you start to say thank you to the Lord for the Vasando, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Until you begin to clap and thank the Lord for His goodness. There is something happening in the Spirit around the pouring of the Spirit that's manifesting in the water in this place. I bless you from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Go and be the difference this week. We love you. The favor of the Lord is upon you. Your inheritance is here. Your name is on it. Go and claim it, daughters, sons and daughters. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We love you.